This is Sunday School Online with Pastor Lance. In this lesson, we will learn about the character of God and the ways by which He reveals Himself to His people. Get your Bibles and notes ready. Hello Church, welcome to our Sunday School. And today we will be doing our Sunday School through our uh, social media. And I'm glad that you can join us here today. It is our prayer that we will not uh, stop growing in the faith, stop studying the Word, and so today, I pray that uh, lessons that we are going to learn will add to our faith as we face uh, our con community quarantine period. Today, we will be talking about the character of God. And I would like to start with this verse, if you have your Bibles with you already, found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse, verse 6. So please open it with me and it will also be shown in the screen. <clears throat> Hebrews 11 verse 6 tells us, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Now faith is belief in God's promises, which in turn are grounded in His character. And so therefore, if we want to increase our faith, we must continue to get to know God in a deeper level. Level. We need to get to know His character all the more, especially in a daily basis. Now today, I would like to share to you that there are four ways in which God reveals Himself in an overlapping way. And that is His actions, names, images, and attributes. We are going to look into these four ways in which God reveals Himself. This is how we know who God is in our life, found in the Scripture and even all around us in our experience daily. Now, I would like to start in, uh, in giving you a, 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 like an overall glimpse of what we are talking about. Now, these are the four ways or the means of revelation, actions, names, images, and attributes. An example of this are on the other uh, side of our table. Actions meaning what God has done or is doing. God creates, God judges, God redeems. Names, uh, the names that we call God, example, Lord or Yahweh or other names that we would find in the scripture. Another is images. Uh, these are illustrations, things that God has used that we can see and experience around us so that we will know uh, the character of God. Okay, example of that as a father, as a rock, husband, shepherd, and of course, attributes, holiness, goodness, love, and grace. Again, we are going to look at this four in detail in, in the next uh, slide. So I pray that you can continue to uh, stay tuned. Okay, now let's start with uh, the actions of, of God, the actions of God. Now, the actions of God are things that uh, God has done throughout history uh, in relation to our experience here in this world. And one example of that is found in Psalms 33 verse 6, which says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Notice that, the heavens were made. And by the breath of His mouth, all their hosts. We'll look at the heavens and we would find that there is... The creation of of God and 
what character would we know of God as we look at the heavens? Okay, Psalms 19 verse 1 tells us this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Of course, God doesn't have hands like we do, but it tells us that these are all part of God's actions. So what do we know when we look at the heavens, especially during that or during the day, what do we know of the character of God? What do we know of God when we look at the sky? We would find that looking at the sky, we would see and know that God is a creative God. Because it's so wonderful, so beautiful. Uh, more than that, we would know that God is a powerful God. We come to realize through science and advancement of our technology that these things that we can see during the night are larger than our very own planet. And we can see that how big and powerful God is. Okay? Another example of an action of God here in Luke 19 verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. What is the character of God that, or what is the action of God that we find here? That God is a, God is a redemptive God. He redeems. He personally came here to save us from our sin, to seek us, the lost, the sinners, so that we can have a relationship with Him. And through this action of God, we, we come to realize that He is a God who redeems, who saves. Okay? Another one. We find in Joshua 1 verse 17. And this is the story of when uh, Achan sinned against God. In verse 17, it says, Achan, Joshua said, The Lord God of Israel has decided that you are guilty. Is this true? Uh, if you look at the context here, they have just went to battle and they won great victory. God said, do not take anything because... It is for me, but secretly, uh, Achan stole from their uh, loot and kept it on his own, out of greed perhaps. And so he has sinned against God. And so God decided that he was guilty. And what character of God can we see in this uh, particular text? It is that God is a judge. He judges people. He, that's an act of God. He decides. He determines our actions, whether it be right or wrong. And that is the kind of God that we have today. Okay? So that's one. Another one, through His action, we would know. What is this? Genesis 17, verse 1 to 2. It reads, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Now, what character of God can we find in this verse? This is the covenant that God has made. He is a God that makes covenants. He is a God that uh, builds relationships, connects himself with his creation. That's what the covenant is, agreement. And uh, through the actions of God, we see a glimpse of his character okay and these actions reveals to us that God is a relational God 
when He created us, He did not left us on our own. But He continues to interact with people. He even talks to people then. And uh, He continues to redeem, to judge, to guide, to lead. And He is also, His action speaks also that He is a personal God. Because uh, what we do affects Him. And so therefore, what He does affects us also. And throughout the scripture, we would find that God is talking to people, guiding people, leading, saving people. And He's very engaged. He's very engaged. And He's very caring. And so in this way, God is revealing to us a glimpse of His character. Okay? So through actions. So whenever you read through the verses of the Bible, look into the act, uh, actions of God and, and discover uh, many of His characters that are so wonderful. Okay? So next, not only through actions, but we would know the character of God through His very own name. The names of God. And to know His name is to know His trustworthiness. And we use it all the time. Whenever we mention a name, attached to it is always the character of that person. When, for example, when you say the name Judas, what would come to your mind? Perhaps it would come to your mind deceitfulness, betrayal. How about uh, Pinocchio? Uh, it would come to your mind lying. So directly connected to its character. Uh, how about when you... How about in the name of God? Huh? God's act of naming Himself is a great act of mercy. We wouldn't know God unless He introduced, He, he reveals Himself to us and makes Himself known to us. And, as a, and a person's character is directly connected to His, to his name all the time. And so let's look at, this is what David said about God in Psalms 9 verse 10. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And notice this. The moment we know the name of God, directly connected to it is His character. And so we can trust Him. But do we know who God is? Now, one of the names God revealed to us is found in Exodus 3.15 when He reveals Himself to Moses and talked to Moses. God said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Uh, Moses asked the Lord, Who will I say to them who sent me? And so God gave him that name, the Lord. The Lord. And it is translated as Yahweh. That translation is linguistically related to the word I am. And that's where the, we get the name of God. Yahweh, I am. And that word means it's, it's God is self-existent, independent, independence, self-sufficiency, eternality, unchanging character. When God said to Moses, the Lord, or I am, or Yahweh. These are what it means. Uh, these are what it means. So amazing. Another 
another name that is uh, interesting about God is this name. A jealous God. Elkanah. Elkanah in Hebrew. Found in Exodus 34 verse 14. For you shall worship no other God. For the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. you imagine God being jealous? Oftentimes we think that there is personal uh, a, a character of people. But uh, if there's anyone who has the right to be jealous, it is, it is God. Because He is the one that is so faithful. And jealousy speaks of exclusivity. It, sp it speaks of loyalty. It speaks of faithfulness. Because God is in a relationship with His people. He on His side wants, uh, is faithful, is very exclusive and very loyal. And so therefore, that is what He seeks also from His people. Because we know that He is a jealous God. We we, we can uh, trust that He is a faithful God, a loyal God to His people. Isn't that wonderful, knowing the name of God? Now, there are plenty of names of God, Adonai, uh, and other names of God in the Scripture. And attached to it also are meanings, like He is our provider, He is our redeemer. He is all-powerful. And this is, by the way, not exhaustive. So if you go through the scripture and you would find, oh, this is how God reveals Himself to His people as a name, look into the character uh, that, that is the message of that name. And that we can trust of the Lord. Okay, so that refers to the names. This is... Again, not exhaustive, so we don't have a lot of time. Hopefully, if you have questions, by the way, uh, just write in the comments here in this video so that I can answer them for you, okay? Another is not just the action, not just the names of God that we would find and discover His character, but also in the images of God, in the images of God. The images of God are analogies from daily life that serve to illustrate His attributes. These are things that we can see all around us. God used these things so that we can understand. Uh, we must come to realize that uh, God is a very big, big God. And although we cannot fully know Him, not in this life, and I don't believe even in the afterlife, we can fully know Him. When I say fully, can understand his mind, no, because he is God. But we can truly know him in our life. And so God used these uh, images to reveal to us his character. Can you imagine you, a human, explaining who you are to an ant? Can you imagine that? But God is so good that uh, he, can, he can reveal himself to us. Uh, through these images. So what are these images? Okay, uh, These images are diverse des descriptions from multitude of human experience and offers to us a picture, offers to us a pictures, of, pictures of God that uh, reach our minds and hearts that, uh, that are very vivid that we can easily understand. And we cannot just simply take these certain images and take them 
individually because all the images of God are there to complement each other. We cannot just take one and say that this is God and the rest we don't take. We must take all of it together. Okay? And uh, that's very important for us to rec uh, recognize. One example of the image of God is that God is a fa as a father. And we read in Psalms 103 verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, notice what it said, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So what do we come to realize at the image of God as a father? That he is a compassionate God. And as a father, he is a God who loves and lavishly gave his love to his children. And at the same time, as a father, he also disciplines. We find that in Proverbs 3, verse 11 to 12, and Hebrews chapter 12, I believe, that he is a God who disciplines because he is like a father to his children, to his people. Okay? Another example of an image of God found in Scripture is that he is a king. Psalms 47, verse 2 tells us, For the Lord Most High is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. As a king, how should what should we know about his character? He is a, a, God, a God that rules. He is a God that uh, must be obeyed. He is a God that uh, must be what well, we must submit to him because he is a powerful king. Okay. Another one. He is a consuming fire. A consuming fire. Okay. Uh, Hebrews 12.29 tells us, for our, for our God is a consuming fire. And what does that tell us about the character of God? That God is a consuming fire. Uh, a consuming fire, he can, he can, he has the power to destroy, but like fire also, he has the power to, to comfort him, you know. When, we, when it is cold, we, we put heat, we put, uh, set a fire to comfort us. But He also is a powerful God that can consume, okay? That can destroy. That's the side of God that uh, we must understand. Another image, example of God is as, as a husband. Isaiah 54 verse 5, For your maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty is His name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. And what's that, what does that tell us of God as a husband? That God is a faithful God. That God is, is a God who wants to have a relationship with His people. At the same time, in our side, He's a God who wants, to be faith, who wants faithfulness from us as well. Okay? Faithfulness. Another one, a shepherd, a very familiar uh, image of God. Verse 1 of chapter 23 of the Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. As a shepherd, what does that tell us about God? That God guides. He leads. He protects with His rod. God also provides what we need. And uh, so wonderful that these are, this character is, is truly evident 
in our Christian experience in our life. Okay. Uh, moving forward, Potter. God is our Potter. Isaiah 64 verse 8. But now, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our Potter. All of us are the work of your hand. What does this tell us about God? That when you look at people there, we are so different that God created us in a unique fashion. God personally created us. If you notice, there is none like you all over the world. And it speaks of God's creativity, how He can create unique individuals. His genius also can be found. And it speaks that we have a purpose because God created us in this fashion. It means that He is also creating a purpose personally for you and your life. Okay? What else? Uh, a refiner. A refiner. God image as a refiner. Malachi 3 verse 3. He will sit as a refiner and purify our silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offering in righteousness. What's the use of a refiner? The use of a refiner is to separate impurities that ruins the value of gold or silver. So God also uh, refines people. He take away our impurities. How? Through heat and fire. So whenever God is putting you in a situation that is like that of a, a refiner, it means that God is refining your character also. Because that God is that way. So don't be afraid when you're going through tough and difficult situations like what we are going through today. Because God eh, wants you to come out of it intact pure, and with greater value in character. Another one is a lion. The lion. Hosiah 11 verse 10. They will walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion. Indeed, he will roar and his sons will come trembling from the west. Now, in the scripture, there are images of God that describes him as like an animal. A lion, a bear, a leopard, and even a lamb. Uh, this speaks of the character of God. As a lion, he is strong and mighty. We even say king of the jungle and he is a king. And uh, we must tremble before the Lord. Who would not tremble facing a lion? And that's important an attribute of God. I mean the character and the image of God. Now, again, this is not exhaustive. You just look at Jesus Christ and his seven I am's there are images there also that that speaks of his character and the bread and the way and I pray that you can look through those verses yourself so that you will discover more of God's character okay we've talked about actions names images and lastly I'm going to share to you is the attribute of God the attributes of God are norm normal normative descriptions that actions names and uh, the images illumines in our perspectives. Okay, his attributes are essential characteristics that makes him who he is, meaning God. And his attributes are classified into two categories: the incommunicable and the communicable. The incommunicable it means that these are attributes 
that are not shared by God to, the, to us humans. Communicable, these are something that God shares to us, that we also experience in some way. We have it also in some way because we are created in the image of God. Okay? Now, I would like to start in the incommunicable attributes. The first one is what we call simplicity. By simplicity, I don't mean that God is a very simple God. No, it means that God's essence is not made up of divisible or distinguishable parts. Meaning, uh, like for example, a, a cell phone or a watch. You can say that a watch is made up of certain things. So if you put these things together, you can make a watch. With God, that is not like that. Because uh, God is not made up of. And that's what makes Him, that's, that's the attribute of God, of simplicity. Okay? Do you get, do you get that, that idea? When we say uh, the laptop, it's made up out of, and we have certain parts. But you cannot uh, divide God because He is one. And that's where we find Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. When uh, it is written, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's why we, have, we, we say our God is one God. That's simplicity. Cannot be divided. He is the first cause. He existed by Himself, alone. Nobody created Him. Okay. Eternality. Eternality is the second one. And that it means that God has no beginning and end or succession of moments in His own being. And He sees time equally, vividly. And yet God sees events in time and acts in time. Okay? That's what Wayne Grudem said about the eternality of God. He has no beginning, no end. And He can act in between. He can act in between and He sees everything in between as well. Okay? Uh, Psalms 93 verse 2. Psalms 93 verse 2 tell, tells us, Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. Another one is the immutability of God. Now, if you want to go to the details of these attributes, there is a lesson in SOD uh, in our School of Discipleship Theology class called Trinity. And these are all explained there in detail. So if you want to go through this in detail, we would like to encourage you to join our School of Discipleship, uh, Trinitarianism. Okay? So immutability. What's immutability? The God is unchanging. Uh, he, he is an unchangeable God in His being and His attributes. So God does not change. Okay? God does not change. Numbers 23. Numbers 23 verse uh, 19. Okay, tells us this. God is not human that he should he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he does he speak, then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? The answer is simple. Of course not, because God does not change. He is a loving God. He is a faithful God. Then and now and forever. Okay. Fourth, omnipresence. God is not a spatial being, but is present everywhere with His all being simultaneously. That is His imminent being. And everything is in God's presence. Okay? 
Everything is in God's plan. Omnipresence means that there is nothing hidden from the Lord. That's that's uh, the most simple explanation. Nothing is hidden from the Lord because uh, He can. He is, in a sense, present, present everywhere. I'm not saying that God is in here, God is inside this TV or inside this laptop. No, but everything that goes on all around His creation is before His very eyes. He can see everything. In his immediate presence, there is nothing that can be hidden in God. Okay, nothing can be hidden in God, and so we 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 come to that realization, even in our secret moments, even in our secret motives, our intentions, our deep thoughts, that is known to God. Okay, that is known to God. Another one, the fifth one, is what we call. Asiety, asiety, okay? Uh, asiety is different from the sickness where Budakwa that's asaitis, okay? Asaiti is that an attribute of God that speaks of Him being only and truly and absolutely independent being, that He is the only person that is truly independent. His existence is not dependent upon anything or any circumstance, okay? We are dependent. We are dependent on food. We are dependent on the economy. Animals are dependent on the food chain to survive, the environment. But God, but God is not dependent in anything. What does that tell us? God does not need us or the rest of His creation. God does not need us. Not even our worship. He doesn't need us. We need to worship God because that's our purpose. But God will still remain to be God even if we, if you decide not to worship Him. Even if you don't want to go to church, God will still remain to be God because He is an independent being. And so, He did not need to be offered food because God does not grow hungry. He does not need money because God owns everything. Society. That's an attribute of God. Okay? And the other category is what we call communicable. Here, again, it is non-exhaustive. I'm just going through uh, showing you five attributes. And the first attribute we would like to share is the holiness of God. The holiness of God. We can find that all throughout the scripture that God is holy. The holiness of God meaning that He is a unique God. He is not like us. Okay? Uh, he is, he's not, it's not like, uh, it's not like our kind of holiness where God wants us to be holy, where we are being separated. It's like a, imagine a loaf of bread, sliced bread, and imungi tonga, and that is being separated. That's the kind of holiness that we are. We are being separated from the world, from, from other human beings that are unbelievers. But God is not that kind of God where He is separated. He is actually a different kind of God from us. Okay? So that's the idea. And because God is a, a holy God, the implication here is that God should be feared and obeyed. And His people should pursue purity as well. If we want to maintain that relationship with God, healthy relationship with God, we must also pursue purity ourselves. Okay? Omnipotence. 
It is God, that it means that God is able to accomplish all things possible and actual. And that He is powerful enough to do all things. Nothing can thwart the Lord. But we must remember that He is not able to do things inconsistent of His character. Can God lie? Of course, God cannot lie because God is an immutable God. He is unchanging. He cannot lie. Okay? Omnipotence. And omniscience. Omniscience means God knows all things, actual, potential, past, present, and future. Because God is, what we call this, omnipre has omnipresence. Everything in the present He can see. But He is also omniscient. He knows everything because He is eternal from the beginning. There is no beginning, no end. He can go see through past, present, and future. Omniscience. He knows everything. Not just past, present, and future actions, but potential actions coming from our present reality. Okay? That's the omniscience of God. We, we are limited in our knowledge. Love. Love, uh, an attribute of God that God freely and eternally gives Himself to His creation. The greatest act of love is found at the cross. Romans 5 verse 8. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that is the demonstration of God's love. And so an, an implication God extravagantly gave of Himself to meet the needs of the lost so they would flee to Him. Okay. Another one, another last uh, attribute, communicable attribute of God is sovereignty. Sovereignty is that God is the supreme ruler of the universe who brings about all the things according to His purpose. He gets to decide. He is, since He is an independent God, then He, he can rule without any counsel from someone. He doesn't need anyone to guide and lead him. He can make decisions of his own. Uh, he, can, he has volitions on his own. And so he is sovereign. And because of his sovereignty, we as his creations should submit to God as humble subjects to his kingdom. Because his kingdom is everything. Okay? So these are communicable attributes of God. Of course, again, this is not exhaustive. There are other attributes, communicable attributes of God that He shares with us uh, in our life. We, are, we can also be sovereign. We can make decisions of our own. And we can rule in certain aspects of our life, in our home, in our country. But we are not as sovereign as God is because He is sovereign in everything. We can love. We can know. We have certain powers in ourselves, but we are not omnipotent. We are not omniscient. We are limited. And so, I pray that in these four ways, we can continue to know God in a deeper level. As we read the scripture, as you read and study the scripture, you can get to know the character of God even more. Now, before I close, I would just like to share to us that... The character of God must not be taken individually. Or we must not play favorites with the character of God. Because God is a simple God. Simplicity of God. He is 
a God in unity of His attributes and character. And so, we must not favor one over the other. This is what usually happens uh, to some people where they favor one character of God over the other when we should have a balanced understanding of His character. They favor that God is loving, but God was also righteous and a judge in His actions. So we must take both because if we favor one over the other, then we will live in liberty and doing whatever we desire, knowing anyway that God loves us, He will forgive us. But if you also live in, in thinking that God is a, is a judge, a righteous, powerful judge, without thinking that He is loving, would live a fearful life. We always question our action here and there. Of course, we have to be, be discern, uh, discerning in our actions, but we will live a fearful life. That's why we need to have a balance of His character, uh, knowing His character in a balanced way. Okay, so uh, I pray that this have added to our learning and discovery of the character of God. I pray that uh, you can share our lessons to others who, who you think would benefit. And hopefully, uh, you can also share this to your uh, small groups and discipleship. Thank you so much for joining. Hopefully, we can, I can, we can see you again next time, next Sunday, for another time in Sunday School. For more biblical, inspirational content, please check out our social media accounts found in the description. Have a blessed day ahead.